the Centre Spotcast with Joe, Toby and Ryan. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Centre Spotcast, episode 7 and it is coming home boys. It's coming home. We've got a new voice today, Terry. Welcome mate, how are you? Thank you. Uh, yeah, I'm good after last night especially, thanks. How are you doing? Yeah, yeah, all good, mate, all good. Toby, you, you, you've told us all this time it's coming home. You've backed Southgate all the way. How are you feeling? Southgate has been doing absolute wonders tactically every game. Everyone's questioning little things he does, like subbing Jack Grealish on and subbing him off. Yes, I, I don't like that, but it worked for the team and it's for the good of the team. Southgate has been, you know almost like a second dad to me um i'm loving this let's hope it continues on sunday and we go out there and get another positive result it has to i'm so so nervous for this um i was last night i have been all all of the games i've been so nervous um but yeah one one more to go and it's gonna be magical um first of all um terry what was your initial thoughts on on the lineup and and how how the team were playing um i i was happy when i when i saw the lineup uh for this game um at the start of the tournament i have to be honest i was questioning the lineup a little bit i was like you know really it sterling coming in players players like that but through the tournament and what's happened and i saw the lineup last night i i, I thought it was good um and it proved out to be the correct lineup anyway but um yeah, I, I was happy, happy to see it. You know, don't change what isn't working, kind of thing. Um, and is everything that Southgate's done so far has has turned out to be the correct thing to do? And we're in our first final in fifty five years. It it speaks for itself. Yeah, exactly that. Um, Toby, at what point, as, as Terry said, you know, everything Southgate's doing is working. Um, at what point should people stop this? Um, agenda against him um, and start trusting what he does. At what point should people stop? Well, to be fair, I thought people should have stopped by the time we got out of the group stage. Um, but people carried on. And that's the problem. It's, it's England negativity. There's a stigma around England, which is you're not an England fan if you're not being negative about them. And it's... I don't like it because... Time and time again, this England team, this special squad, are proving everyone wrong. And it's not just about the squad, it's the fact that Gareth Southgate has instilled a certain level of belief and a certain level of togetherness in that squad. It just can't, they just can't be stopped. They, they face every challenge as if they're the biggest players in the world, but none of them, except for Kane and Sterling, I would say, are household names that are like, wow, that person is... Like your Beckham, like your Rooney, like your Skulls, like your Lampard, like your Gerard. So it it really, really does amaze me. Um, Southgate, a wonderful job. Yeah, um, I, I'll be honest. I was one of these people that didn't trust in Southgate, and I found him really negative. I I thought he uh, wasn't the right man for the job. I felt like England needed someone a lot more progressive. Um, but I'm big enough to stand up and say I was wrong. Um, and I think that needs to be normalised. I think people need to 
realise that they can stand up and say, yeah, okay, I was wrong about Southgate and come to the other side and support the team. Because, you know, first final in 55 years at Wembley Stadium in front of the probably the best atmosphere I've ever seen. I can only imagine what it's like to be there. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's absolutely crazy. Um, just going back to what he said after the Germany game as well. He says, uh, if, if I pick this team and we lose, I'm dead. Should, should people be really resorting to that much abuse that an England manager has to come out and say that, Terry? Um, firstly, I think that Southgate just has the guts to pick the team that the media doesn't want. I think that's the big difference. And I think that's what he's saying there. The media quite normally for an England game expects certain players to be in a team and they don't expect other players to be in the team. And I think Southgate ignores all of that and, and picks who he wants. If I were to give you an example, someone like Calvin Phillips, Declan Rice playing for West Ham and Leeds, if you go back five, six years, would they have got an England team? No. Um, no. So in a way, he knows that the media would be out for him there if they lost the game because it's such a strange pick in a way, despite the fact that they shouldn't be because he he, sh- he should be able to pick whoever he wants and, and back those players rather than, like he said, if he'd lost that game, everywhere would have gone absolutely nuts at that selection. Yeah, exactly. Toby, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, totally agree with uh, totally agree with Terry there. Um, you know, Calvin Phillips has been the surprise package for me this tournament. I didn't think he'd start over uh, Rice. Obviously, Henderson was injured, so you, you had that sort of thing. But I just thought maybe they'd stick with one defensive mid and then pl- maybe play Mount to be sort of a box-to-box slash attacking midfielder. Um, so, yeah, it really surprised me when he comes in and starts every... He started every game so far? I think he has. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, really, really impressed me. Uh, I like the fact that Gareth Southgate is not going to... If the crowd are getting on him to sub someone on, he's not going to do that. It, you know, he, he's, he knows what he wants to do and when he wants to do it. I thought last night, and, and particularly last night... Uh, he didn't sub anyone. Everyone was like, why is he not making subs? Denmark have made five. He's not made any. But then he gets us to extra time and then he starts making subs and then we have even fresher legs than they possibly can because they've been playing for 105 minutes or whatever by the time we score. So for me, Gareth Southgate is football genius. He lives, breathes and oozes football. All of that and he oozes class as well. He's absolutely the right man for the job. I would give him a lifetime contract now if I could. Yeah, um, I can't. After seeing what's happened uh, in this tournament, I can't disagree with that anymore. Um, Absolutely, at the start, I would have. But that just shows that you can change your opinion. um, And people in in football can can prove you wrong. Football moves so fast these days. Um, And yeah, as I said earlier, you need to normalise changing your opinion because it can change um, when something this special is happening right in front of our eyes. Um, Just going uh, on on to last night, when we went 1-0 down, I was thinking, okay, we haven't had this kind of setback yet in this tournament. How are we going to respond to that? And we responded with 
you know, the, the best way possible. Um, straight up the other end, what was it? Maybe th- four or five minutes? It was nine oh, minutes later. Nine minutes. It was all a blur yesterday. <laughs> Apologise for that. <laughs> but yeah, so nine <laughs> minutes later, equalise. Just before half time? Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, 39 minutes it was. Yeah. The first goal was 30 minutes. So, you know, six minutes before half time, probably one of the most perfect times to score. Go in with our heads held high. Um, come out really, really well battled in the second half. Um, around 70, 70 minutes, I, I feel like Denmark would just drop in and drop in and drop in and drop in. Um, and it was always going to be England that would prevail in any which way. Um, whether that be going to extra time, whether that be, you know, finishing it in 90 minutes, had to go to extra time in the end. Um, and we'll just touch on the penalty situation, guys, because it is rather controversial. Um, lots of opinions about it. I personally think it's a stonewall penalty. If you, I've I've seen every single angle. Um, Terry, did you think it was a penalty? Um, yes. Um, I think you could you could argue that it was soft. You could, but it was still a penalty. We see these given every week. Um, but the other thing about it was the ref gave the penalty, and as soon as it was given, that was never a clear and obvious error. So whatever you think, then. It's a penalty, um, I, but but I think I don't think it's a dive. I, I think there's there's contact there, and like I say, we watch the Premier League every week, and these get given, and they get given for less. And I thought we deserved our luck, and I thought that we deserved that, and that's what you can say really. It, if it's given against you, you don't like it, and if it's given for you, it's a penalty. That's that's what I think. Yeah, exactly, exactly right, Toby. And um, what? What was your initial reaction? Was you were you straight up on your feet claiming a penalty or? <laughs> um, I don't want to let the English, England bias shine through, so I've tried to go over this image in my head in just both plain kits and <laughs> taking England out of it. And for me, every day it's a penalty. I'm sorry. It, it for me again, stone wall. Yes, a penalty can be soft, but a soft penalty can also be a stone wall penalty. The Player on the right of Sterling, and I've watched this a lot, so I can I can tell you because it really winds me up when opposition fans are telling us that it's it's cheated or it's a match fixed scandal. So the player on the right of Sterling chucks his left leg in front of Sterling's left uh, right leg, which obviously makes contact with his knee. So Sterling starts bouncing off of him and going towards the left, where another Denmark player hip barges him off the ball, which I think he would have got to. That's a penalty for me. Even if you're going to go ahead and say that's not a penalty and England don't get it, we were going to score anyway, I think, by the end of that. And not only that, but five minutes later, I think just at the start or maybe just at the end of the first half of extra time or the start of the second half, uh, Kane gets the ball on the edge of the box, jinks to the right and gets absolutely body checked where the player doesn't go for the ball at all. Um that should have been a penalty in my book. We should have we should have won that game three one. But um that wasn't given. So we move on. And and I yeah, I have to say I think it was a penalty. I think we deserved the win. Yeah. Um and people always uh slate in England for, for cheating, decisions going against um their team, decisions going for us. May I just mention Germany twenty ten? Right? Diego Marad- Maradona, hand of God. Yeah, everything goes for England. It's 
it's crazy and they're, they're just out to to slate us and to to try and bog us down when we're living probably the 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 best memories and the best moments of you know england's modern generation of football um so you know what i say to them is you you can't destroy this uh feeling you can't take it away as we spoke last podcast toby there's so many little things um that are going on in in our personal lives as well that are making this even more special um, and i'm sure that's that's the same for everyone else in the country everyone's got their own story you can't take this away from us we're going all the way um, and we're going to enjoy it if we lose then we've got to a final we can be so proud of these players for for breaking that semi-final hoodoo um, and getting to that next step and then who knows next tournament we might go that one step further it's all progression and it's also positive um so yeah really excited um should we look at sunday then or has anyone got anything else to say about last night's game uh, i don't think i've got anything else to say about last night's game per se the only thing i'd say is you know proven proven right yet again <laughs> I, I'm, I'm backing these boys all the way exactly right exactly right so obviously sunday is huge how terry how would you obviously i know we're not <laughs> managers we're not players but how how do you think they should be preparing for this game um you've the first thing is to make sure that you play the game don't play the occasion that's that's the biggest thing for me. Yes, this is a massive game for us. It, it's the Euro, European final. That's huge. But we've been playing good football throughout this tournament. We need to go out there and match that performance. Play to win. Don't lose your nerve because it's a final. Try. It's easy to say, but the, the pressure is massive. But you're playing at Wembley in front of all of these fans. I think it's ours to lose. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, Toby, what what changes or does anything change in their preparation leading up to this game? Um, no, I think it's um, rest and recovery. I think it's the same training they've done before. The only thing that changes is in Gareth Southgate's head. I think he goes back to the five back he played against Germany, and I, I would I would back that. I don't care if people say it's negative. I don't care. I would back that. Yeah. I back that all the way. Um any which way we can win this game, you know, as as has been proven all throughout this tournament, we we always find a way uh, to get the result that we need. Um masterclass against Croatia. Obviously, you know, there there's the uh thing in their heads where are oh, they beat us in the semi-final? How are we going to overcome that? Um you know, we we held Scotland to a, a nil nil draw in their in their cup final, um, to get a point, and then we beat Czech Republic, who have shown this tournament that they are so strong. Um, and you know, I feel like we beat them with ease. Um, and then obviously Germany, <laughs> as you say, Toby, we we set up five at the back. Everyone was slating that. Um, so yeah, we won the game. Um, and I feel like that there weren't really any clear-cut chances for Germany, except for maybe that Leon Goretzka shot. Um, obviously, the one for Thomas Muller. Um, but 
that was through a mistake. That's not through them breaking us down. Um, everyone's saying, oh, yeah, but you, you haven't played anyone decent yet. I'm sorry, we played Germany, who know how to win games and know how to beat England. We've played Denmark, who, for me, have been since the the incident with Christian Eriksen have been the most one of the most impressive teams in the tournament absolutely ruthless and now we're going to play against Italy um i don't think we should be as scared as what people are, are making out yes we're nervous because it's the biggest occasion in english football since 66 um but i don't think we should fear italy um do you fear italy terry um I don't. I mean, that's not to say that I don't think that they're a good team because they are. They 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 also got to the final for a reason and and played some good football along the way. But for me, and people might slate me for this, but I don't see it as if like if we come up against Belgium or we come up against France, I'd be a lot more worried then because of of how big they are. Like Italy have some good players and they have a good squad and a togetherness, but. I I don't I'm not scared of them. I think that we can win this game and I don't I don't see how any of the England players should go into it being scared of them. They should be going into it going yeah we we can win this guys. This 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 is a a good game for us and I think I think it is. I think we're playing Italy who are a good team but it could have been a worse worse team there with us. Belgium, France, Portugal. I think that all would have been more difficult. Yeah, um, obviously make arguments for that. Obviously, you know, France and Portugal didn't have the most um, inspiring of tournaments, but they are um, and do have a world-class team from, from the goalkeeper all the way through um, to, to the attackers. Um, the the Italian team, for me, I'm I'm only just learning who half of them are during this tournament. Um, I, I'm not uh, an avid fan of watching in, uh, Italy's league. Um, so, you know, a, a good few of them I, I'd never heard of in, until now. Um, Toby, are, are you um, concerned for England uh, or do you think we, we've got the beating of these Italians? I don't think uh, a game like this in the final where I say both teams are very 50-50 in my opinion. Um, I don't see... I can't sit there and say I don't have any concerns. Um I do like the way Italy have played this tournament. Um, the thing that you've got to remember as well is that they've had to get past Portugal, Belgium and Spain to get here. So where Terry says that, you know, if he was playing against Portugal or Belgium, he'd be scared. Well, that's the team that destroyed them. So <laughs> uh, for me, very scary um, knowing what they've had to come through. And I would, I would say that our run has been easier than theirs. I don't think Ukraine deserve any credit at all. They got to where they were based on pure luck. Um, so I, I, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but I, I will keep saying that Ukraine were very bad to be in the quarterfinal, and we were very lucky to get them. Uh, but as you say, Denmark and uh, Germany, both good teams as well. I would put Germany on the same level as someone like Belgium or Portugal, but I wouldn't put Denmark there. And it's it's funny because Denmark was the harder game. Um, but all comes down to how we play on the day at the end of the day. Yeah, exactly. Um, Denmark, for me, are, are so underrated as a team. Um, they've got quality 
all, all throughout. Um, Kasper Schmeichel was scaring the living crap out of me. Um, I was thinking, if we go to a penalty shootout, this guy's got us. He does. Um, I don't care how many lasers you try and shine in his eye. He's got us. Um, so, yeah, I, I was glad that, obviously, we could finish that before before that happened. Um, and, again, the same for Italy. If we go to a penalty shootout, they've got Donnarumma. Um, and that man is a giant. Imagine imagine coming up against a, a, a penalty against him. The goal would feel like it's about 30 centimetres long and two centimetres high, honestly. I, yeah, I, I don't want it to go to penalties. Um, but um, unfortunately, I have predicted it to go to penalties. Um, if we recall um, the bonus segment uh, from last week, uh, not last week, the last podcast, um, so yeah, I've I've got it down as one all um, with with England winning on penalties. Hopefully, um, Toby, can you just refresh our memories of what you uh, had predicted? Yeah, of course I can. Uh, so obviously, I've been saying that every podcast, I've been trying to get the goosebumps and the hairs raised. England have set their own story. They've beaten Germany in a knockout game. They've beaten Scotland. They've topped the group while Scotland bottomed it. They've been going on and on and on. They keep winning, keep winning. They've won and they've got all the way to the final. I've painted that picture all the way through. And then I've painted the picture that we win it. 1-0 England. Come on, Raheem Sterling. Going to get the goal. Oh, and w- would that finish him top scorer? Or would that be joint? Uh, no, I think he would be one off, actually. Because the one. goal last night was own goal, wasn't it? So he's only ah. had three. Okay, fair enough. I was too busy celebrating, to be honest. I didn't didn't see that it come off the defender. But um, yeah, um, Terry, what are you thinking? A nice fresh prediction for our ears. Go on, tell us it's um, coming home. I I think it's going to be a very tight game. Uh, quite. I think that I actually think that we're going to go one nil down again. Hmm. Um, and then I think we'll we'll take it to extra time. I think it'll be one one, and then quite quite similar to last night I think um, I think we'll nick the winner in extra time and that we'll win 2-1 and it's coming home oh, that's what we <laughs> like to hear so pretty much a carbon copy of, of what happened last night um, I'm not sure if my nerves could take it to be honest um, but uh, yeah we'll give it a go um, and as well um, Toby you know um, but you know my wife is three days overdue now Um no, four days overdue now. Um, so there is every chance in the world that my daughter could be arriving at the same time England are playing in their first final in my lifetime. Um, so, yeah, I, you could probably say I'm quite nervous for the next few days. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, hey, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't have it any other way, to be honest. Um, it's been a crazy journey. Um, and I hope these England players know just how much they're impacting everyone's life at the moment um, and how much joy they're giving us um, because everyone knows it's been a shit 18 months. Um, that is that is not an unknown fact to anyone. Um, and yeah, th- this is the most perfect way uh, to be coming out of uh, the worst, worst but best period in my life um because i've i've got married i've moved out i've i've got a daughter on the way but also we've been living through a global pandemic so it's been yeah roller coasters all over the place um 
so yeah um terry have you got any anything going on at the moment that you'd like to share or any stories or where you're going to be on sunday who you're going to be there with um well on sunday i will uh be at home actually um but uh i will have a lot of the boys around i i play football um in sunday league so uh i will have a lot of the guys from there around will be will be here here watching um obviously like you were saying and touching on i think the fact that we've just come through the pandemic just makes this 20 times better for us as a country we've we've had not a lot to smile about and now we have this way and everyone is is getting behind it and the emotion is is quite clearly there you can you can see the videos you can see the celebrations if you go onto social media whatever everyone's getting behind it and everybody's going crazy and after all of that how how would it be just it's come home like i think it would mean the world to this country exactly that it's as you say it's everywhere everywhere you look the news the newspapers even down the street there's still people celebrating last night i didn't get to sleep until about two o'clock because there were people walking down the street celebrating um i wanted to go and join them um so yeah the the emotion is just top level and something that i've never experienced before um toby where are you going to be um i imagine at, at your dad's watching the final Yes, yes. It's the lucky charm, the lucky group that we've got going on. We're going to be at my dad's. We're going to watch the game as we have done. Everything is in exactly the same position. You know what I mean? No, nothing's moved. You know, <laughs> if if we accidentally spill a drink, we're not cleaning it up. It's staying there until the final. Nothing's changing. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I, I think it's just an unreal time to be alive. Do you know what I mean? And uh, even more so for you when 30... 30 years down the line, maybe, or 20 years, maybe, you can start talking about how England brought it home the same day your daughter was born, and that's why she's yeah. named Gareth. <laughs> yeah, daughter named Gareth. Yeah. I'll put that one to wifey. I'll say, we haven't got a name yet, so what about, what about Gareth? Uh, but yeah, I don't think that's going to fly, to be honest. Um, <laughs> a lot of people were saying, oh, Harriet or... I don't know, Jackie or something like that. <laughs> uh, we'll see, we'll see. But uh, yeah, um, 20 years down the line, what, Dad, what was happening when I was born? England won the Euros. That That's a line I want to be able to use. Um, Toby's got goosebumps again. It's oh, It's got to come home. Um, and to be honest, I can't bring myself to, like, before, uh, before this podcast I was like I can't bring myself to think about it too much because I'm just getting too nervous and it's exactly the same before the Denmark game um, and yeah I, I'm not sure how I'm going to cope so hopefully my daughter plays ball and is born before then so I have something else to focus on um, but who knows who knows <laughs> um, yeah so poor. don't know what uh, else to say I think we should, because, you know, we've touched a lot on England and how we're playing, but maybe yeah. we should focus on the opposition for a bit. Uh, Terry, what have you thought of Italy this tournament so far? Um, I thought they started really, really strongly. That's the first thing I'll say. Um, 
I thought in the group stage they were they were phenomenal, really, weren't they? They won they won all three. I'm pretty sure I'm correct. Um, and that was against what Switzerland, Wales. I think it was Turkey. Like no, they're not jokes of teams either. They're good good sides. Um, and then I relaxed a bit with Italy because I thought they were quite lucky against Austria. I they didn't impress me that much, and I thought they they scraped through a bit. But then they beat Belgium, which is a massive eye opener, isn't it? I think I I expected Belgium to be beating Italy, um, and I thought that they showed great great character in that game, and and they were they were better. Belgium was second best to Italy that game, and I think Italy fully fully deserved the win. It's like you were saying earlier, you have to be worried about a team that that can go and and beat the likes of Belgium, and then. They beat Spain as well. Okay, it was on it was on penalties, but the same thing. There's you can say about the togetherness of the England squad, like we all have been, and we've all been agreeing on that. But I think Italy have a very similar thing going on. I think if I asked one of you, like Toby, if I ask you, who are the star players at Italy? I think I would say Barella, which I think I said before the tournament started to Joe. Um, I don't think it was on the podcast, but definitely on the Twitter, I made Joe make a graphic about Barella because he he's he's been mental. Honestly, all the way through the league season as well, his transfer value doubled last season, and I think it's going to double again after this tournament. He he looks he looks the piece, and 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 I then I'd go ahead and say Marco Verratti. I mean, every game he's had a rating of about eight. I think eight out of ten every game so far, which I think he's the highest rated player at the tournament. Yeah, and I think you've just picked out a couple there, but I think that with Italy as well, you could pick out four to five players that you would just be able to say the same sort of thing about, and that's what makes them a strong squad. I think they're they're so together, and they have those players in there that that have dragged them through to where they are now, and and that's why I think they're very impressive. It's not just like. Uh, if you look at Belgium, like the first p- people that come into your head is like De Bruyne, Hazard, Lukaku. With Italy, you can kind of look all over the team. Yeah, they are solid throughout. Obviously, um, the two centre-backs, Bonucci and Cellini, they are the masters of um, centre-half. They they could, I think it was Gary Lineker who said it, that they could open a college to, to teach how to be a centre-back. They're that good. Um, so yeah, Harry Kane's got his work cut out for that one. Um, obviously one of their star players as well, unfortunately, um, for them, uh, is injured. Uh, Spinozola, I feel like he's been uh, a breakthrough talent. Um, again, as I say, not sure breakthrough because I didn't know much about him, um, before going into this tournament. Um, so for me, um, yeah, certainly, um, made me realize who he is, um, and is a player that I, from now on I will follow to I'm sure he's going to go right to the top of European football um, he's been absolutely fantastic um, Chiesa as well um, a real menace um, one player that I'm <laughs> absolutely petrified for um, Insigne, Immobile Belotti, yeah I, I could go on for ages and uh, Donnarumma <laughs> so yeah it's a, probably a golden generation for Italy. They've got so many youngsters coming through um, and I think they're going to be a real force. Um, if they don't win this tournament, 
I think they're probably a favourite to win the World Cup um, and certainly the next Euros as well. So, um, yeah, massive game. Um, and I would say maybe two generations of of countries that are going head-to-head to prove who can be the next golden generation of their country. Um, because, obviously, there's a lot of talk around this England team um, being as good as the golden generation with Rooney, Lampard, etc. I feel like if they win this tournament, there is no question, there is no doubt in my mind that this team are the best since 66. Yeah, I... Well... I'm not sure if I can agree on individuals. That's the only problem because they're the best team when you put them together, but you don't see Pickford doing any of this in an Everton shirt, which is what really baffles me because they come to England and it's almost like they, if this was a game of FIFA, they'd all go up 10 ratings playing for England. Do you know what I mean? Um, no, I'm, I'm absolutely buzzing um, that we're doing so well. Uh, the thing is with Italy is they're, they're, as Terry quite rightly says, another team that are really together. Um, so if they are more together than us <laughs> on the day, that's all it comes down to. One thing I would really like to expose, though, is is obviously Benucci, Chiellini. I think they're both like 35 or something. They're really, really old now. Surely they've not got um, the pace in the locker to keep it going for 90 minutes, if we just send Sterling and Jackie Grealish from the start, or if it's Sterling and Bukayo Saka, either way, I think it's good, and they just constantly run at them, even if they run down the wings with them, then they're forced to get tired. By the end of the game, we could see uh, a weakness in Italy. So that's why I have to agree with what Terry said, that he thinks Italy might score first, although I think it'll be an England 1-0. I would like to see that at the end of the game. I think it'll be a late goal for England, and I think it won't be a lucky late goal. I think it'll be part of the plan. Yeah, um, just going on, sorry, just back to your first point, and then I'll come on to what you just said. Um, On the togetherness, I don't think you could get a more together team than Denmark. Um, after what they've gone through, um, and we came we came through that, um, so the togetherness of Italy doesn't really scare me that much, um, because Denmark have such a strong mentality of bouncing back when things get tough, um, that I thought even if we we do go two one up, they they're gonna find a way to come back and and take this all the way, um. As I say, they never give up. So, um, yeah, I'm not overly scared about their togetherness. Um, I feel like we can overcome that with how our team is um, together. Um, So, yeah. Um, But, yeah, as you say, Bonucci and Cialini, um, they are ageing. And we've got players that can cause them all sorts of trouble. Um, Saka, Grealish, Rashford. Uh, Sterling, Foden, Mount. <laughs> Need I go on? Um, Harry Kane obviously is is a right nuisance when he gets into centre backs as well. Um, so yeah, um, there's plenty in Italy that we can exploit. Um, I've seen obviously all their games this tournament. Um, they have been impressive, but there are things that we can look at and say, right, okay, that's where we hurt them. Um, 
I'm not sure Italy have that on us. Can you really, if if you was an uh, opposing fan, uh, Terry or uh, Toby, could you tell me where England's weakness is? Um, I, I mean, I would struggle to see it, maybe because I'm I'm biased, but I I feel like we're strong all over. If you asked me the same question before the tournament, I'd have said it's in the defence. I'd have said no, there'd be no worries to that. I said if I'm looking at England, I'd be looking to exploit their defenders. But they've proved me wrong. I think we've defended very well this tournament, um, and our attack kind of speaks for itself with with who's there. And I'd be very scared if I was looking at an England team, especially as an Italy fan or an Italy player. Now I'd be I would be scared looking at that England side, and I wouldn't know where 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 the joy is going to come. I don't know. What do you think, Toby? Yeah, I, as an England fan, if I say, you know, if, if you put it into four categories, goalkeeper, defence, midfielder, attackers, you don't look at one of those and say, oh, we're weak in that position. You don't at the moment. However, um, I think the place that I think we're weak at is when someone's running at us. Against Denmark last night, we had a few occasions where they were running at us and we were standing off them, standing off them, standing off them. And I was scared for my life every time. Um, there always seemed to be a little bit of a hole in the defence when the ball was cleared by us into the midfield and then they came back at us. We'd always have like a little bit of a hole. And I think with a more quality player, Denmark could have exposed that. If Italy can get the same chances against us, I think they will expose that. I just think that that's why Gareth Southgate will go back to the five at the back and then those holes won't be there. Yeah. Um, can't disagree. Um, I I was scared for my life every time Dolberg was carrying the ball forward. Dam's guard looks uh, petrifying. He had a, a couple of chances where he was cutting in and and having a shot. Um, for me, Pickford didn't look overly confident yesterday. Um, didn't really know where his head was. But then with with Pickford, the thing is he can get himself a little bit too hyped up sometimes. Um, that he just gets a bit distracted. Um, felt like for their goal, I I said to my wife before Damsgaard even hit it, I said, this is going in. I saw Pickford's eyes were everywhere. Um, he wasn't prepared for that shot coming in. I know he saw it late, um, but for me, he should do better there. Um, but you, you can't take away that it was a, a top strike. Um, so, yeah, um, if we can learn from last night, um and and plug the gaps as you say toby then i i really feel like we've got a really solid chance of um nullifying italy we've proven that we can nullify world-class players um why why not do it again why can't we do it again so um yeah really excited one chance to make history um i just hope the boys take it yeah i mean i i thought um at the start of the tournament, I had a look, and I, there was a third-place playoff match scheduled. But I'm having a look now, and there's not. Um, so I'm not sure where that's gone. But the other thing I would say as well is, is just to get your opinions on it, who do you think would win out of Spain and Denmark if there was a third-place playoff? Spain. Um, I, I think that Spain would win at this point now as well. I think that Denmark were very much on their momentum building on their own momentum to get 
to where they did. They played very well, but I think now that they've actually lost and they've gone out, I think Spain's class would, would show in that game. Yeah, well, it's a bit it's a bit boring, but I would say Spain as well. <laughs> I, thought, <laughs> I thought we might have a surprise somewhere in there. I, I I'll put it down to Ryan. I bet I bet Ryan probably predicts a Denmark win for that one, which is good. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. He always backs an underdog. There you go. He loves an underdog. Uh, who doesn't? Um, clearly not us. Um, yeah. <laughs> I as as you say, Terry. I think um, you know Denmark were riding a wave of um, right. You know we're getting this far. Let's go again. Let's go again. Let's go again. Their heads dropped yesterday. You saw how distraught they were um, at the full-time whistle. If they play another game for a third-place medal, I don't think there's enough motivation in there to get that. Um, if they got to a final, I would be looking at Denmark and saying, yeah, they've got a real chance um, because they they rise to the occasion. Um, but as they showed yesterday, it, the occasion was a little bit too much for them. They ran out of legs um, and England had them on the back foot all, all the way through extra time um, and probably half of the second half as, as well. Um, the the ending half of the second half. So, yeah. Um, yeah. For me, it's all, all day. That would be Spain. Um, so, yeah. I'm not sure why there isn't a third place playoff. Um, it, it was concerning to me. I was like, there, no one was talking about it anywhere. Um, and I don't see why it's not ending um, with with a third or fourth place. The thing is, I think we've spoken about this on the podcast before. Um, maybe it was on the podcast, maybe it wasn't. But it was... I definitely looked, and there was one scheduled. But it's just... It's disappeared. Hmm. Maybe, I know, maybe I dreamt to, it. Due to COVID or... Ah, God knows. I, um, I thought there was one as well, to be fair, Toby. I, I did, do remember seeing one, but you're right. It was, it was scheduled for Saturday. I, I, I know that for, for, for a fact, that I saw that before. But huh. maybe it's might, yeah, maybe it's a COVID issue, you know. Yeah, yeah, might be something to look into. But um, yeah, I, if not, um, obviously that is not happening. We'll, we'll put Spain third. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we, 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 we've decided Spain are coming third. So that I that's think they win on be. goal difference through the tournament anyway, don't they? I think so. Ten With goals, ten, in, ten goals in two, two games. games. <laughs> yeah, crazy, crazy. Um, so yeah, Sunday. <laughs> Enjoy it, guys. I, I didn't think we'd get to this point. <laughs> Honestly, I, what do we do now? <laughs> yeah, it's like oh, I, we're actually there. I said to Dad last night, um, you know, we won the game. We were celebrating. We, we sat down on the sofa after we finished celebrating. It's like, well, what now? <laughs> I, I'm not used to this. I mean, I, I don't I, I like even with. Uh, Brighton, for example, you don't get to a cup final. <laughs> we Brighton. can't even get to playoff finals, mate. <laughs> yeah. Let alone cup <laughs> finals. So it's, it's like, what, what do we do now? <laughs> oh, it's, oh. It, it must feel good being a, a fan of like Chelsea, for example. You've just won the Champions League, and now your England team are in the final as well. It's like, how can you be living such a luxury life? <laughs> yeah, uh, that's it, Toby. You talk about Chelsea whilst we've got an Arsenal fan on. That's good work, that. That's good. Who are Chelsea? Sorry. I don't know who that is. Uh, I'd prefer not to speak. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Completely unknown territory for us to be in a final, a major final for every England fan. Um, But, you know, not for those who support the the top clubs. Um, We 
we've got players in our team that have won the Champions League. Why can't we win the European Championship as well? It's essentially the same thing, isn't it? Um, but <laughs> uh, interesting opinion I saw online today. Actually, uh, someone said, "Don't get too excited about the Euros. It's like winning the Carabao Cup instead of the FA Cup, as if the FA Cup was the World Cup and the Carabao Cup was the Euros." What's your opinion on that? No, the World Cup is the Premier League, and the FA Cup is the is the Euros for me. I'll I'll go one step further and 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 I'm going to lay down the facts here. So, in in order of prestigious tournaments and what you want to win as a player, it goes World Cup right at the very top. Then it goes your region, so Euros, Cup of Nations in Africa or the Concacaf, the South American one or whatever, uh, and then then it goes Champions League, and then it goes your league like your thing, and then it goes Europa League, and then it goes to FA Cup, then it goes to Carabao Cup, in my opinion. I, th- I thought we were basing it off of, like, if you're comparing the, the, the meaning of the leagues. There's no um, comparison. There's none. I, I'm sorry, yeah. if, if people are drawing comparisons, you're wrong. You're looking at it the wrong way. This is the height of what, what you're going to get as a fan. Yeah, um, you, you've seen how much uh, the South American variant of um, our Euros means to Lionel Messi. Um, you've seen him getting so hyped, um, completely out of character, shouting at Yerry Mina after he missed the penalty. I thought that was, that was a right laugh. <laughs> keep um, dancing, keep dancing. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, so, yeah, um, maybe we should do a little side segment on who do you think is going to win that one, Brazil or Argentina? Do you know what? I would, I would love it. If Argentina could win that, I would love it. I would honestly be so happy because I I much prefer Messi to Ronaldo, and that's what Ronaldo fans have over Messi at the moment. That Ronaldo has a Euros. Go on, go get yours, Messi. Then you you're back on top. Yeah, exactly. Terry, who who do you think will come out on top? I think I think I'd I'd like to see Argentina win. Um, I think that they they've had a good tournament and. Like you say, Messi has a distinct lack of international silverware going for him, doesn't he? Um, and it's not a secret. And I think for him to win that would just be a step back at Ronaldo. Um, Ronaldo's got the Euros. Well, now Messi's got this. And I mean, I don't really want to see Brazil win anyway, but I, I would like to see Argentina, Argentina do him over there. Yeah, so that's that's three for Argentina. I'd love to see Lionel Messi win it. Um He's yeah. Are we are we all messy over Ronaldo, Terry? I am. Yeah, yeah, I am. Yeah. So that's it. All, all of us messy over Ronaldo. No doubt that Ryan is Ronaldo over Messi, but uh, we'll, we'll ask him next pod when he's on. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, really hope that he can win that silverware. Um, two finals on Sunday. I think the South America ones at like two a.m. Um, so if you fancy getting up. Or even if you're still up, you might still be up. If England have won, you could still be going. So who knows? Who knows? <laughs> um, so yeah, exciting times. In fact, I probably still will be up. It's not a case of will I be up. I, I will be. <laughs> I think uh, even it's... if we lose, I'll still be up. I'll be crying myself to sleep. 
Yeah, there is that actually. <laughs> uh, did did you have any tears last night, Joe? Um, no, I didn't. But that was only because I couldn't quite believe what was happening in front of my eyes. It didn't hit me. This whole tournament hasn't hit me yet. Um, so if if we go on and win it, I feel like I'm going to be hit with a whole wave of this has really happened. Um, I think it's because I'm so focused on us hopefully winning the tournament that, okay, semi-finals done, on to the next one. Quarter-finals done, on to the next one. Um, I feel like I've got the same mentality as what the players should have. Like, all right, that one's done. Now we go and make history again. Um, But, yeah, and as well, I've had lots of other things to focus on and lots occupying my brain. Um, So, yeah, it's going to be an overwhelming... Um, release of emotion I'm sure um, if if my daughter comes before um, or even on the same day or as Harry Kane is scoring the winning penalty um, who knows um, if if the football gods are watching please make that happen um, <laughs> so yeah T- Terry did you have any any tears or any emotional outbursts last night uh, there were certainly emotional outbursts um... <laughs> <laughs> Our reaction when when Kane and her scored that winner was uh, quite special, actually. Um, I don't think the neighbours like us anymore. Um, but no, I, there was no tears. But if I could explain, like when Kane took that penalty, I think I went through every possible emotion in the space of 0.4 seconds. Like the look, if you could have seen my face when I saw Schmeichel save it, to when Kane tapped it back in and. It was just a whole roller coaster in in such a split second. It it made the celebration bigger, I think, because of the relief. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah that, I second that. That. <laughs> that was being a football fan summed up in, as you say, 0.4 seconds. Uh, my wife was like pissing herself, laughing at me, um, because I was like getting myself ready for the penalty. I had a pillow in front of my face. Um, I was shaking, sweating from places I didn't even know I could sweat from. Um, <laughs> and then he misses the penalty. And I'll, I'll do a reenactment now of what it was. It was, fuck! And then, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> all, as you say, all in the space of 0.4 seconds. Um, and that just sums up being a football fan. Uh, you, just, you just have to love it. We're all standing up. We're, you know, you've got two sofas there. We're all sitting comfortable. All of a sudden, England get the penalty. So we're all standing up about... Two centimetres away from the TV, watching that, scrutinising it. Harry Kane misses that penalty. My whole family, and you know, my dad's turned around, like, as he's missed it. But obviously I've stayed looking at the telly knowing that there's a possible deflection. And it's gone in and, and all of a sudden my dad's turned back around and I've got him on my shoulder in the space of about three <laughs> seconds. <laughs> oh, it's so it's, yeah, you know, Did- unbelievable scenes. Did you guys see Kieran Trippier's reaction to it? Oh, that's hilarious. He just had his back to it. And he's just watching the fans. I think that if you're a professional footballer on the side of the pitch as a substitute watching that, yeah, I feel like that's the only way. Watch the fans, see how they react, and then enjoy it. That's brilliant. I pray, I pray that there isn't a penalty that we have to endure on Sunday. If that is the way we have to win it, so be it. Um, but yeah, my nerves can't take anymore. <laughs> Imagine a penalty shootout. <laughs> oh, don't. Oh, Honestly, I'll be that, hiding. That's, <laughs> that's what I've got predicted. 
I've got England to win on a penalty shootout. Why have I done it, Toby? What what am I doing to myself? Um, oh. Yeah. Shout out my colleagues, by the way. They, they're not interested in football one bit, but because of me, they get a little bit interested. And both of them uh, predicted a 2-1 England win last night. <laughs> fair play. I'm going to tell fair them to play. predict another one on uh, on Sunday. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I wish, I wish I had my wife's calmness when it comes to football. She's not as interested as I am at all. She gets interested because I'm, I'm interested. Um, but... Ev- all throughout the game, she's like, "No, it's fine. We're gonna win. Don't worry. That's it's gonna be fine." I wasn't scared one bit. I would love to have that ignorance when it comes to football, um, but I'm a Brighton fan. I I I just set myself up for disappointment every time. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe after this Euros, my mentality would change, um, and then when Brighton win the Premier League, we'll, we'll be loving life. Uh, in my dreams still got more chance than we have this season to be fair but (laughs) well if you take Ben White from us maybe not but and and Bissouma but hey have you got the funds for that probably not no (laughs) what is it I think it was they want to do it in like four installments the Ben White deal it's the same story every time isn't it there's no chance Tony Bloom will not stand for that. There's no way. He'll want fifty million outright, and um, obviously I know you support Arsenal, but I would love it if a Man City or a Chelsea came in and was like, "Yeah, yeah, fifty million, and then take him off. I wouldn't even be surprised. Like at this point, this is what happens to us. Yeah, it's, I think we touched on it, Toby, when we done our Premier League predictions. Um, just how much. You know, disappointment there is at Arsenal. It'd be great to get, obviously, um, yourself on again, Terry, at the start of the season, maybe, um, or in pre-season after the Euros, and just go through, um, maybe you know your your experiences as as an Arsenal fan, where you think the downfall's been, um, and how possibly they get out of it. Um, it'd be really interesting to get your insight. Yeah, definitely. I'd be be up for that. Nice one. We. Always, always love a passionate Arsenal fan. They always seem to go um, viral on the internet. So <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll use it. <laughs> um, so yeah, nice one, guys. Um, any anyone else got anything to add? Um, anything you might say to the players before the game? Or it's coming home. Come on, <laughs> it's it's coming home. <laughs> that that's it. The magic three words. It's coming home. We'll be singing "Sweet Caroline" into the night. And everything's going to be magical and rosy. Um, Italy won England nil. <laughs> so, yeah, enjoy, guys. The Centre Spotcast with Joe, Toby and Ryan. <laughs>